Welcome to the Vascular Forum Podcasts. My name is Melina Vega de Zeniba. And my name is Agla Cabellona This month's editor's choice is Protamine reduces serious bleeding complications associated with carotid arterectomy in asymptomatic patients without increasing the risk of stroke, myocardial infarction or death in a large national analysis by David Stone and colleagues. We completely changed the subject and today we address a technical detail of carotid and arterectomy. The use or not of intraoperative proteamine when completing the arteriotomy closure. This issue was addressed in the 2017 ESVS guidelines on the management of atherosclerotic carotid and vertebral artery disease. The class 2A recommendation was Protamine reversal of heparin should be considered to prevent neck hematomas requiring re-exploration, with level of evidence B based on post-hoc analysis of the GALA trial, observational data from the UK, and a meta-analysis including one randomized and six non-randomized studies. Now this paper adds more data on the same issue, this time from the US National Registry. So Melina, what exactly was the objective of this study? The authors wanted to determine whether protamine had a significant effect on the incidence of bleeding complications, measured as reoperation for bleeding, as well as an impact on the incidence of thrombotic events, most importantly stroke, myocardial infarction and death. Secondarily, they also explored real-world data on the use of protamine in this setting throughout the USA and Canada. How did they obtain the data? The authors used the prospective registry data from all regional quality groups within the ESVS Vascular Qualitative Initiative. Participating hospitals enter all consecutive cases and undergo routine external audit to verify complete case capture. 316 centers in the USA and Canada participated in this study. What were the selection criteria for this specific study? The authors selected elective carotid arterectomies performed between 2012 and 2018 for asymptomatic carotid artery disease. They excluded combined coronary and carotid artery procedures, those performed during the weekend to ensure they were elective, and those with missing data. And how many patients did they finally include? They included 77,315 carotid performed in 72,787 patients. They were performed under general anesthesia in over 90% of the cases, with about 90% undergoing patch angioplasty and intraoperative shunting. The mean age of the patients was 70 years and 60% of them were men. What were the outcome variables? The endpoints for this study were postoperative bleeding requiring reoperation and early postoperative stroke, myocardial infarction or death. They reflect the potential benefit and risks of intraoperative protamine use. Were the analysis adjusted for possible confounders? And if so, which potential confounding variables were considered? Yes, the authors performed extensive multivariate analysis and inverse propensity weighting scores considering preoperative patient characteristics and intraoperative variables such as age, sex, body mass index, hypertension, coronary artery disease, preoperative medication, eversion or standard endarterectomy, vein patch use, dextron exposure, surgical drain or center variation, among others. Additionally, the authors performed a power calculation based on the sample size and found there was an 88% power to detect a true difference in return to operating room for bleeding rates as small as 0.007. What was the percentage of protamine use in this cohort? Out of all the patients enrolled, 69% received protamine and 31% did not. The use varied by geographical region, 
from 44% to 96%, and by surgeon, with 50% of them using protamine regularly in more than 80% of their cases, 20% of surgeons using it rarely in less than 10% of their cases, and the other 30% of surgeons somewhere in between. From 2012 to 2018, the use of protamine increased globally from 60% to 73%, which could reflect the influence of published evidence and clinical practice guidelines. Okay, let's start with the first endpoint, post-operative bleeding requiring operation. Was there a difference with the use of protamine? Yes, reoperation for bleeding was performed in 0.7% of the patients who received protamine and 1.4% of those who did not. The difference was significant. Besides, the patients who had to be reoperated on had a two-fold length of stay, so with a seven-fold increase in the incidence of myocardial infarction, an eight-fold increase in the incidence of stroke, and a 13-fold increase in the incidence of hospital death compared to the patients who did not require re-exploration for bleeding. What about the incidence of stroke, myocardial infarction or death according to protamine use? There was no difference in the incidence of either with or without protamine use. The incidence rates were 0.96% for stroke, 0.68% myocardial infarction and 0.2% for death in the patients who received protamine and 1.1%, 0.83%, and 0.21% respectively for those who did not receive protamine. And these findings remained unchanged after multivariate analysis? Yes, multivariate logistic regression confirmed that protamine administration was a statistically significant independent predictor of reduced risk of reoperation for bleeding, with an odds ratio of 0.46, and no additional risk of stroke, myocardial infarction, or death. Multivariate analysis also showed a significant association between carotid eversion technique and increased reoperation for bleeding, with an odds ratio of 1.4. Additional risk factors were male gender, with an odds ratio of 1.3, congestive heart failure, with an odds ratio of 1.5, percutaneous coronary intervention, with an odds ratio of 1.3, remote previous neurological event, with an odds ratio of 1.2, Preoperative anticoagulation with an odds ratio of 1.3, re-exploration of the artery before closing up with an odds ratio of 15, and hypertension requiring intravenous medications with an odds ratio of 1.8. This large observational study further supports the recommendation from the ESVS guidelines of protamine reversal of heparin during carotid and arterectomy and pretty much seems to settle the matter. Protection from bleeding requiring reoperation by about half is no small thing, considering the important mortality risk associated with this reintervention. Indeed, this is a well powered and statistically sound observational study. In the light of the available data, it is very unlikely that a randomized trial would be set up, as there would be ethical implications. Heparin reversal with protamine is not only safe, but offers significant protection from clinically relevant bleeding. This fact is sinking in worldwide practice, and surgeons or groups who still do not use it should revise their own bias. This is the strength and the importance of publishing research, proving right or wrong our own bias and inherited habits. Protamine use is a protective factor that we can use, whereas most of the other risk factors are fixed and cannot be modified, like the patient's gender or medical history. Other possible modifiable factors are preoperative medication and the endarterectomy technique. What are the limitations of this study and the gaps in evidence that still need to be researched? The limitations come from the nature of the observational study and registry data. 
efforts have been made to overcome these limitations with external audit and validation of the data. The study only gathers complications during the early postoperative period with no information beyond the first six days, as the effect of protamine is considered to be immediate. There is no data on doses of heparin or protamine or on concomitant dual antiplatelet therapy. This would be the next details to look into. Thank you, Melina. That was very relevant data, which our listeners will no doubt find useful. We encourage you to read the full text paper in the European Journal of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery, Year 2020, Volume 60, Issue 6, pages 800 to 807. It is open access, so available for everyone. Thank you, Agla. We will be back soon with more commentaries on Editor's Choice papers. Have a nice day and talk to you soon. Bye for now.